When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Courtney Kemp. I am the creator of Power, not only Power the First, but Power Book Two, which premieres this weekend on Stars. If you love film and television and want to support Black creators, subscribe to the What's Less podcast. Welcome back to Watch Less, Complex's podcast about movie and TV culture. Bonus edition of the Watch Less podcast. There is no summer man in the building. Uh, there's a good reason for that, though. This is Cal, deputy editor of Complex's pop culture channel. This week, we have a great guest, Courtney Kemp, creator of Stars' hit television series, Power, a television series that has spun off now four different series shouts out to her we have some applause can we get some applause for her bringing 10 million plus i would imagine at this point to uh the 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 stars app i would assume or the stars network what have you i believe it's the app because anybody that's watching power who knows about uh spoilers and especially like this sunday you better be ducking your timeline right now because there could be people who have already seen these episodes. I will warn you, you know, I have seen the first two episodes of uh, Power Book 2 Ghost, which is uh, the new series uh, starring Michael Rainey, Victoria Naughton, and Method Man, Mary J. Blige, a host of others. The new series, the first, the, the second book in the Power Universe. They recently just announced that uh, Joseph Sakura, who played uh, Tommy in Power Book 1, which is how... Courtney Kemp refers to the different series. His series, Power Book 4, Force, is officially underway. Uh, there, there's a lot going on. We have a conversation about the series, about about everything. We even get into, uh, you know, some of the stuff that uh, Courtney Kemp loves outside of, you know, trying to wrap her brain around, you know, creating so many different iterations, so many unique, you know, stories spinning out of this amazing uh, series. This, this amazing first series, especially within the last decade of entertainment for Black folk, created by Black folk. Shouts out Courtney Kemp. We'll get into that interview after this quick break. Courtney Kemp is a mass of resume as a writer and producer that has some awesome touch points. I mean, I'm about to talk to somebody that's worked on the Bernie Mac show. You know, she worked on on, on the good wife, but, uh, you know, realistically it's, uh, what she's been doing since 2014 and on that, you know, is, is going to be the big topic of the discussion stars. I mean, this is the woman who created power, you know, she, she's had to work with 50 cent on power and has forged ahead on numerous spinoffs and now spinoffs for this series with 50 cent. It's a, it's on the conversation on the timeline. It's going to return Sunday, but for smart people, you know, they know Midnight Stars app, you watch it, and then you have to duck the timeline. If you don't want to get spoiled by anything, you 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 have to, You there's some words you have to mute before you are getting any Stars conversation. That's, you know, because of Courtney Kemp. Uh, again, this Sunday, Power Book 2 Ghost is back. This should be a lot of fun. Courtney Kemp, welcome to Watch Less. <laughs> Oh, nice to be here. How are you, how are you doing? How, 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 are, how are you right now? 
and, and that's a loaded that's a loaded question in 2020. I, I apologize for that. Well, I don't know. I'm overextended. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm black. Yeah. I feel like that that would be. I'm a parent of a homeschooling kid. Yeah. I have a mother over 70. Wow. wow. I have, you know, I'm like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I have about like 17 jobs. So, <laughs> you know, but 17 jobs is a lot better than no jobs. Right. A hundred percent. It could be way worse. Yes. And every time I get a little frustrated with it, I'm like, but I could also be worrying about how I'm going to pay my rent. Right. 100%. I'm going to feed my kid because right. that's the reality of a lot of Americans. Six seasons of a show on stars. How do you, when does that conversation start where we, we can really start branching out and turning, you know, this dense show into a number of different lanes? Yesterday we had the announcement of Power Book Four. Right, right, right. <laughs> Force and Power Book Three, Raising Canaan, is now in, hard at work. So mm-hmm. that's what we've been doing. We've been doing okay. all of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But in terms of, how it got started, it really came out of an idea of being able to explore individual stories within the world. And my own obsession with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the idea of bringing certain characters and like spending some specific time with the Guardians of the Galaxy or spending specific time with Doctor Strange and then coming back into the larger group, for sure. You were a comic book fan growing up? No. No, it it was based solely off the movies? X-Men. I was okay. an X-Men, the animated series fan. Awesome. I was yes. a Batman, the animated series fan. Mm-hmm. Like Paul Dini is a genius. Right, Gene. right. Yes, Gene. Yes. <laughs> and like, so I loved that kind of stuff. Like I always loved superheroes in that way. But the comic books themselves, I didn't do that. So whenever right. people ask about that, because real comic book fans are like, really? Well, yeah. Marvel versus DC. And I'm like, I, I, mm-mm. Well, and I just the, and- can't. And realistically, I mean, you know, you, you, I mean, the first thing you mentioned is X-Men, the animated series. And that's, you know, my, my, my homie co-host Frazier, he always points out how well that show did of recreating the comic book. You know, those, the, 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 the Phoenix sagas and the Dark Phoenix and things like that. They did a really good job of staying as close to the comic as they could for an animated show on Saturday mornings. You know what I mean? So, you know, if, if you're going to start anywhere, not reading comics at all, that's one of the most perfect places. When I started the show, I just wanted to tell a story about my dad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I also think that if you look at Ghost, Ghost is a superhero. Right. He has a he has a secret identity, mm-hmm. you know, where he does things like, you know, kill people and right. move lots of weight. Once he puts that hoodie on. Yeah, and I think you can see sort of the X-Men influence in everything that I've done. Mm-hmm. Just the idea of the fact that the X-Men, and I think I identified with it because I grew up in an all-white town, pretty right. much. Mm-hmm. So there was something about these mutants, they couldn't change about themselves. And there mm-hmm. was so much mutant discrimination, and they really dramatized that. And like, you can't, you are different. There's nothing you can do about being different. And I right. think that was such a huge part of my growing up that I identified with it. And I think Ghost, similarly to an X-Man is like, there's this thing inside me. I always thought of him as Beast. Okay. Like a lot like Beast where he would be like, I'm super intellectual. And then, I can't help myself. (laughs) But also, you know, I think there's a a lot of David Banner in that too. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but yeah, I could go on about this for a long time. So if you don't want to like completely nerd out. I love all that stuff. I'm I'm such a big, uh, a Marvel nerd. That's, and I don't even get into like, you know, the super nerd debates. I just, I love seeing the stories, you know, you know, being, uh, recreated on screen you know i don't want to get too deep because it is still raw r.i.p to chadwick boseman i mean what are your thoughts about you know seeing black panther and then you know hearing you know about what he was going through 
while working on those films and getting ready for, you know, preparing for that type of role? I mean, I think human courage is really interesting. You know, I think it's what I can't stop thinking about is how many of our heroes he played, like the right. career that he had where he was playing Jackie Robinson in Third Grade Marshall. Like, what, what, why was it? Why did that happen? Why, why mm. was that the thing? Why was that the story? I mean, people always say God is the greatest storyteller. Mm. So why is that the story? Why was that? It's almost like he was born to be a hero. Yes. Yes. And so that's a, just a. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I haven't processed it yet. I can't yeah, process exactly. it. You know what I mean? Exactly. I like, I couldn't, I couldn't tell my daughter about it this weekend because I couldn't even figure out how to say it. Yeah. I, uh, I had a, I had a, a conversation with my son, my son on Friday. He's, he'll be 14 next week. I remember like going to the theater with him with Black Panther was a big deal. It was a super deal. So I, I didn't want him to learn as a teen who has a phone. I didn't want him to learn about anything through any other means. So I, mm -hmm. I made sure I had, it, it came from me, you know, I, I, I let him know, you know, gently. And then we had like conversation. We'll get off of that. I did want to, you did mention your father, you know, being the inspiration for power, you know, six seasons of a show coming at the end of it. How do you feel? Do you feel like you, you, you the mission that you set out to, to address in the beginning was, you know, was met and you, you honored in, 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 in his legacy with the series? It's complicated because it's not as simple as just honoring his legacy. It's also right. kind of about our relationship and kind of, I don't think I ever would have made power had he lived. Mm -hmm. So because he would have told me not to leave the good wife, he would have said, stay, you got a good job. Don't yeah. risk anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that it's, I did complete a chapter of it, but right. I think that now for me and, you know, until people see it, I think the fans are all going to have questions about it. But for me, this next chapter is really about exploring, exploring Tariq's journey right. separately from his father. Mm -hmm. How do you continue to be defined by someone who no longer exists? What's your relationship with the way people reacted to Tariq's character as he, his journey throughout this, the, the initial series? Cause he was, in a lot of people's eyes, he's seen as like, you know, a big, one of the bigger TV villains, you know, he was vile to a lot of people for a while. There's two things. Mm -hmm. I think people who think Tariq is a villain misunderstand the show. Okay. And I know having worked on other people's shows that sometimes the show you intend to write and the intend you intend to dramatize is not mm -hmm. people are like experiencing. Right. So in other words, I don't think we wrote Tariq as a villain. Tariq mm -hmm. is the same as Ghost. Ghost did all the same things Tariq did. We always kept him on the same path. So why is it okay for Ghost to do it and not Tariq? I thought that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And some of it has to do with people being like, I hope my kid never does that to me. Mm -hmm. Like people being afraid mm -hmm. of that. But but I, but I guess I mean to be to be that's why you watch the show though. I mean it's it's if you're watching a show like Power at some point there's some type of escapism. You 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 kind of want to get a taste of what that life would look like. You want to see the penthouse and you know the the being chauffeured around by people and whatnot. Like it's glamorous to some people. Well, the aspirational parts of the show totally. Mm. But I think that there is some. It's hard again because mm -hmm. how you asked me what my relationship with it was, yeah. and my relationship with it is complicated, but mm -hmm. it doesn't change the fact that it is. Mm. So. People are like, Tariq is a villain. And I'm like, how is Tariq a villain? If you look at the, the events of 610 through 615, 609 through 615 of the show, mm 
Ghost grabs Tasha. He throws her up against a refrigerator. He roughs her up. He leaves bruises on her arm. And he says, uh, he tells her that he'll kill her and mm -hmm. he'll turn her in for killing Lakeisha. Right. I'm sorry. What teenage boy is just supposed to take that? Exactly. Like, exactly. I, I don't, especially a, a boy who was cooked in this crucible specifically, Kanan, mm -hmm. Tommy, mm -hmm. all these influences. And like, you, if we saw Ghost in a flashback, mm -hmm kill his own father after watching that him beat his his mother. I don't think people would have the same reaction. So I find it more like, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. What did you see? You saw a ghost say to Tasha, I'll turn you in if you get in my way. You saw a ghost say to his son, I will take the rap for killing Ray Ray. No, now that I'm gonna be Lieutenant Governor, mm -hmm. you're gonna do it. Right. I just don't understand. Like, I don't, yeah. I kind of don't, how is Tariq the villain? I think I, that's I, the I, idea of it. The idea is that hubris is the villain. Right, yeah. Ghost was his own worst enemy. Just yeah. like Angela was her own worst enemy. Like a lot of those those deaths are really about us making the choices that kill us. There's certain things I've seen in life where it's like I would if 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 that was my environment, I could see you know that being the same result. Well, also the Shakespearean thing of it is mm. that I don't know how happy you are with you know Hamlet. <laughs> while he's going through all of his stuff right but at the end it's like well yeah everybody's dead shit yeah these things <laughs> that, happen. that these, happened this that shit happened. happens but i also would say that i think there's a large part of our audience that would have wanted ghost to kind of ride off into the sunset and win watching the show and and hearing you talk about you know certain influences and elements you put into the show i had faith that a death was a death, you know what I mean? You know, you classified him as a superhero, but at the end of the day, you know, he, he is still a man, you know what I mean? And, you know, at, at some point, ghosts can get got too. Well, you know, never say never. <laughs> you know, never say never. I have, I have thoughts, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, about uh, different ways that this show still can go. Mm -hmm. We're not done with the story. Have you spoken with Joseph about, you know, have you, do you have any, um, you, anything you can share about his thought process regarding a, a series dedicated solely to Tommy? I think he's super excited. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the fans have been looking for this. I, the The key element, though, was finding the right story to tell. Right. Because right. it has to. It's not set in New York. It's not more of the same without Ghost in it. Right. That actually wouldn't be interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing people have been asking me. Well, why isn't it just season seven if it picks right up mm -hmm. from book two? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, because Ghost isn't in the show yeah. in that way. It's not his story anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still his story in a way because his presence looms over everything. Right, and right. just as it does, when you lose a parent, their, their presence is over everything. Mm -hmm. They're still there in the decisions you make, in the way that you cock your head, in your face, in your, you know, in genetics, they're still there. You can't get rid of them. Yeah. And so what we're always trying to tell is Tariq is like, trying to reject his father and his father's memory as fast as he can. And that just keeps coming at him. It keeps yeah. coming. I mean, you saw a couple episodes, so mm -hmm. you know he can't outrun it. Six seasons of the show, you come to stars with, with the concept. You've already been killing it now, mind you. You know, it's 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 what? It, 10 million strong. Is, is You just got carte blanche over there? Or, you know, like what, what's the negotiation process like with, with, with this type of universe you're presenting to them? I do not believe that any black person in America has carte blanche. True indeed. There's even the phrase carte blanche is enough to tell you. Facts, big facts. So I do feel that there is always the question of, well, can we do it again? Is that possible? Mm -hmm. I think that as an African-American, we are always striving 
to get that respect mm-hmm. and to keep that respect. Right. I don't have green light power. I'm mm-hmm. not a network. I'm not a head of a network. I'm not a head of a studio. I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. And what I always tell young writers is, you know, don't get mad at the network when they tell you you can't do something. It's not your money. Right, right. If it's your money, okay, put it on in your backyard, mm-hmm. you know, under a tent. <laughs> Figure and it out. You can do whatever you want. Figure right. it out. But it's not. So it's a real balance of trying to keep your humility intact, mm-hmm. your humility and your gratitude, your relationships with whatever your spirituality is, and also knowing, hey, man, I, I deserve a seat at the table mm-hmm. because I've worked so hard to get there. Mm-hmm. For all of us as African Americans, there are things that we've sacrificed. I started hearing at a certain point that stars realized that the demographic of the channel was more female driven. And I think a lot of that might be, it's why they're picking up shows like Vita or getting, you know, P Valley from Katori Hall. And I'm wondering, you know, is, if, 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 do you feel that, you know, what power has done for the channel has been a driver of things like that? I think that the color that matters in Hollywood is green, not black or white or brown. I think that we brought a lot of money to the network. I think that in the early years of Power and 50 was like, yeah, watch us and then cancel the, the, the channel. Mm-hmm. We know y'all can't afford to have it all year. You know, he would do all those jokes and people would actually cancel the channel. Mm-hmm. And so they started to see these dips right. and they were like, oh no, 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 no. We need more content that is like this, but they didn't have any in the hopper. Right. You know, we were very much the, how do I put this? The, I think we're around the same age probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 14 yeah. year old son. So that means that, you know, we were the early iteration of Fox or the early iteration of the WB. You know what I mean? They were like, well, let's try something for black people since, well, you know, we don't have anybody else watching the network. And then it it snowballed and and started to change. But when, you know, they didn't buy the show to have it appeal to women. They thought the show in the beginning, they thought it would be young men who watched it. They didn't realize what I was doing with the love triangle and making certain things about relationships. And so I think that kind of evolved over time. I think two of the two people I wanted to talk to most were Method Man and Mary J. Blige. I think specifically Method Man, seeing him in a couple of episodes, he's acting like I've never really seen him before. How much of his performance was what he brought to the table and based off of what was presented on the script? Or is, it, or is he going more just based off of what was there? Is he adding anything to that? portrayal of this type of a lawyer in, in a series like this? I think that African-Americans contain multitudes right. within us. And I think that not with your question, mm-hmm. but sometimes people have said to me, wow, I didn't know Method Man could play a lawyer. And I'm uh, like, yeah. he's been in this, he's been in this business for 30 years. What right, are you talking 100%, about? Like, 100%. But, like, you don't think he knows how right. to read a contract? Like, are you are you serious right now? <laughs> like Cliff has been acting for years now, right? Yeah, yeah. Plus, Method Man is a character. Yes. Even in of himself, because I know Cliff, I know Clifford Smith Jr. as he is a specific person as well. Right. He's this brilliant, funny, hilarious, like charming mm. dude. Plus, he's got all that physicality. Yeah. So this character. You know, when he came in and we started talking about it, I was like, I started to really push the character toward this kind of Johnny Cochran, Bruce Cutler yes. sort mm-hmm, of melange mm-hmm. right. where you get all this size and all this, like, I don't care. And it was very much, you know, I, I've talked about this before. Proctor is a certain kind of energy. Yes. Right. Proctor is a certain kind of energy, a certain kind of, of thing. 
but with with Davis, who is again a kind of an iteration of what I'm always trying to write with lawyers, which is mm-hmm. the like, it's a lie. Yeah. My voice, right? <laughs> I just love that. But I also wanted to put that in an African American yes. human being. And I also feel like, you know, black dude in a suit isn't bad for the brand. It's At always all. good for the brand. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. in terms of that, I think he's not, it's not improv. He's filling the character with life and you know mm-hmm. and right and then and the more he re- played the part the more i started to write to his case strength gotcha and, yeah. and you know what i mean because he you know he's a new yorker he's got a certain swag you know right, whatever right. i think you could transfer that also easily to mary who i'm sure is your next question yeah which yeah, is yeah. that you know i wrote this part for her mm-hmm. which i'm sure you can tell because yes, you yes. saw the, and so the part is written for mary it isn't mary mary no. is not that woman right Mary is acting. <laughs> and I think that's sometimes, again, it's like, and I get this sometimes from mainstream outlets a lot where they're like, well, I mean, it sounds just like her. No, it sounds like her because she's the one talking. It's yes. actually not her. Right, I think right. sometimes people take away from us that we are doing something yeah. other than standing. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I have been, again, you know, we mentioned her. I, I, I've been growing up watching black entertainment for a while. So I've seen, sure. like, even meth in the, you know, you all that I need video. There was, that was a story. It wasn't just, you know, him on a bus rapping back and forth for four minutes. But I think, you know, <laughs> see, you know what I'm saying? It's like, but like, I it, do, it, I do. It, I do. It, there, there's you a just big made me dip. think of the Tyrese Sweet Lady video. Exactly, Sorry, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, that was classic, big classic. If you guys weren't watching Rap City or whatever, you, you don't know what we're talking about. But, um, it it's it's a big difference between like cheese from the wire and and a character like Davis, you know, because I'm a fan of Better Call Saw and like you know that that type of you know lawyer character. That's what I'm seeing. Like it, it there's it's a really it's one of the things I mean when I say I like the the energy brought to the show, just like the energy when 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 Mary's character finally walks into a room because there's a lot it's a lot of whispers, you know. It's 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 not a lot of uh you know you see her immediately it's 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 drawn out for a reason and once she's there yeah that's mary but also you can tell that's you know a, that's a boss right there you know what i'm saying like that that energy is right there so it's uh the sprinkling of these characters and and, and the way the 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 situations have been brought up it definitely is like a refreshing you know energy to the, to the series as whole and it, it, it someone like me who's got so hype off of it just last year i'm that much more interested in what book three is and, and, and what book four is writing is hard yes, writing yes. is hard yes. if you are at home listen if you're listening to this and you're at home and you are an aspiring writer and it's hard it's okay it's still hard for me all this time it's still hard for me i'm still sensitive i still want approval i still want people to like things right. i had this um, one guy commenter say that i was like super arrogant because I killed ghosts and I was like, no, I was trying to tell a story. Yeah. But it was interesting though, because I was like, I really started to unpack this. Like, am I arrogant? No, but he doesn't know how I feel, which is like, I'm sweating over the words and like, oh, should that be a semicolon? Like, he doesn't know what the writing process looks like, you right. know? Every so often when I have a comment like that, I want to go to that person's job and be like, yo, so I'm going to stand here. And I'm going to tell you what you're doing wrong at your job. So, but at the same time, he d- didn't, he, whatever he's doing for a living, it doesn't approach the public. And exactly. so I chose that. Exactly. That all said, I think that sometimes these new things are very exciting. I actually have had my head down in just how to produce them because of COVID. Like, yeah, how are yeah. we going to make the shows? So in a sense, it's like all the joy mm-hmm. is kind of not 
it's kind of taken from it a little bit by just the 2020 of things. Like yeah. 2020 is kind of, it's like that shitty uncle that you really hope didn't come to the party. He's at the family cookout and he, you just found out he's staying for a couple weeks. Yeah, and, and, and he's got he's that black bag with right. him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying yeah, 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 Ozzy yeah. threw him out again, and now he's Fact. staying. <laughs> it could could be a couple days, could be a couple weeks. You never know. You never know. Yeah. It seems like a lot of shows are just getting back to that. You know that new normal or whatever the new normal is going to be of creating. You know, content, television, movies, what have you, in you know these new parameters. But for you as a writer, you know, one question we always wonder about is like, you know, is writing scenes for you differently because of that? Less people definitely in scenes trying to push. And push really everybody to try to look at it differently, you know? And I think it's interesting because the impulse for some people is to try to make it look like everything's normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Everything's not normal. Right, right, right. And my heart really goes out to the actors because they can't wear masks on set. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's tough. Yeah. Do you have anything that's going to be in production anytime soon where, you know, that's like a real aspect, right, in in your near future? Yeah, we started uh, finishing up the first season. Uh-huh. This week, oh, okay. we had to stop production. So, got yeah. you, got you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. How, how many episodes were in the can before? I don't know that I'm allowed to say that. Okay, got you, got you. Hey, I have to ask. I have to ask. Even within each book, there will be seasons. It, it will still be multiple seasons of each new series, new spinoff. That's the plan. So, yeah. for example, it's not like each book is. Each book is not set up like the Rashomon ending of the series, right. of book one. Right. So it's not like, oh, here's what's happening with Tariq. Here's what's happening with Tommy. Here's, you know, it's not like that. It's like mm-hmm. Raising Canaan is its own independent series about right. Canaan growing up right. in Queens. Power Book Two, Ghost is really about, Ghost is really about Tariq and Tasha and the period that happens after that. And then really Tariq growing into a, a man kind of fulfilling the benediction from Tasha saying you could be better than your father ever was. Mm -hmm. How do you keep all this stuff together? Do you have just like a room with whiteboards with lines scattered across or like how meticulous are the, uh, the notes and the organization of, you know, the, the the different families and how everybody's connected. Who are you the keeper of that book? First of all, I used to have a room. (laughs) <laughs> that had writers in it yeah. and like yeah, whiteboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's COVID, so yeah. now I've got me and my desk and my laptop. <laughs> no, the, those shows have their own showrunners and okay. their own writers' rooms, and like we're gotcha. employing so many writers right now and trying to employ as many people of color, women, mm. like BIPOC folk, women, LGBT folks. Like we're just trying to get as many people as we can into the room. Over the course of Power Series, there have been a lot of interesting characters. I really love what you did. The one thing I I, I wish that uh, Cedric had more time in that because that that character to me, I I really that that episode was great. He was just really great to see him in in, in that kind of in that kind of environment, specifically as an actor. But uh, were there any characters specifically that were like more challenging than any other ones for you to create or really you know fully realize in 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 the Are Power Universe? In in Power Book One? Uh, yes, yes. I mean, difficult, no. Okay. We were making, I mean, I think there were some people I didn't want to see go. Ah, uh, okay. Who? I was very sad. I was very sad to, to kill Holly. Mm, yeah. I love Lucy Walters. I was very sad about the Lakeisha death. 
Mm-hmm. Some people had to leave the show because of other shows. Yeah. So I didn't want to write Enrique Marciano of the show. I didn't want to kill Lobos off that early. Right, right. But we didn't have a choice because yeah. he was on another show. Same thing with Anika Noni Rose as Jukebox. We had mm-hmm. to kill her off. We didn't have a choice. So those were certain, some things that, you know, evolved. But was there anyone that was difficult to craft? Yeah. No. I mean, sometimes I think it was hard to write Angela okay. because there were so many once people started to put their expectations and some of them were really misogynist expectations of her frankly i think it became harder to make that a really clear and defined line in terms of just ignoring the people who were like had no who hated angela Mm -hmm. like they Mm -hmm. didn't get it and i guess for me i love all the characters so i'm biased (laughs) <laughs> but so what I say, you don't get it. It's par- partially my adolescent self being like, but you don't understand. Yeah, yeah. I love him. <laughs> but dummy, you're going to get killed. So Exactly. <laughs> How's it been, you know, uh, has it been difficult or has it been uh, challenging? Or, you know, can you just talk about what it's been like, you know, the, the, the person that's been, that was central to that first book, you know, no longer being there? Or, or do you know, does it even matter? I mean... I don't know. Do you think that there's a challenge in doing Better Call Saul with no Walter White? I mean, it's a different story. It's a different person at the center of it. I, I don't I don't know that it's you know, it's it's not it's not like, oh man, I wish Omari was in this series because it wasn't crafted that way. Right, right. You know, and I think I never would have done if ghosts were still alive, we wouldn't be spending this time with three at school. One of my favorite episodes is episode 505, which was called Happy Birthday. And that is the episode where Ghost comes home drunk. I don't know if you remember that. Right, right, right. Yeah, they have a powerful moment there. And they have a big fight. And I think there's so many things in that argument. And I, you know, I talked to my brother about this, that were taken from fights that my own brother used Mm. to have with my dad or fights that I used to have with my dad. And it was really about the fact that these two people didn't understand each other because Mm. they weren't from the same place right. like Tariq is from Tribeca yeah. <laughs> Tariq is like a rich kid from Tribeca he doesn't have anything in common with his own father mm-hmm. in those ways right. and so there's this really nice I mean I just I love that episode but I think that to me is one of those very like Tariq's first birthday after his sister is dead and mm-hmm. everyone is trying to cope and no one could cope like that is so real right. and the fact that Ghost has this jealousy Ghost mm-hmm. has this jealousy and this resentment of Tariq because Tariq is the one who killed Ray Ray, not right. him. That right. was his kill right. and Tariq did it. And so there's all these layers going on. I think, I don't know, again, if people think Tariq is a villain. I don't think Tariq is any more of a villain than in some ways Magneto is. And right. I guess maybe, I guess maybe if I think of it that way, if Tariq is, or I mean, Batman, what is he? Batman says, I am vengeance, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, Basically, Batman, if you think about it, he's a dude. He's not He's not different from Dexter, right? right. Dexter, at the beginning, his dad says, okay, so kill these people. Mm-hmm. Basically, ba- Batman, Bruce Wayne is a guy with a lot of personal issues who just beats people up because they're bad guys. Yeah. He decides who's a bad guy. He's mm-hmm. judge, jury, and executioner. And he and just uses physical brute force to beat them up. And we cheer. But what does he need? Therapy. Yeah. Lots and lots of therapy. But that is his therapy. Mm. I think, you know, it's it's not dissimilar with with Tariq, where, you know, he did something horrible, he got his sister killed, he tried to fix it the way his parents had taught him. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And everything from there is basically a can I say shit show? 
Well, and it, 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 it's, it's what makes it more interesting is that he's probably as good, if not better than the two people who raised him. Michael Rainey Jr. I mean, he is, you know, that this is his show. Like, you know, what if you what were your, did you give him any, like, when you said, you know, were you prepping him for this? Did you give him any, like, uh, things to read or any, like, movies or anything, you know, to kind of, you know, give him inspiration on, you know, how to tackle this project or, you know, look at this chapter of Tariq, the character? Well, we write a character document at the beginning of each season, mm. kind of to tell them where they're going. But okay. the only thing I ever told him is, like, you got to watch The Godfather. Watch The Godfather mm. 1 as much as you can. Gotcha. You know, because this is Vito saying, I never meant this for you. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. Damn. That's what it is. So we talk a lot about the new stuff in there, but, uh, you know, Natori being in there and Natasha really, really being able to see her survive that, you know, you meant you called it a shit show. She survived the shit show, but she's still in the system. I think, you know, the being able to, you know, keep the, 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 the spirit of, you know, what all of this has really been about, like the foundation of where the, all of this came from. She, she's got a lot of that on her back. You know, she's got a very important role in the show as well. I'm assuming she, she was ready full force to, uh, to tackle this next chapter of, of Tasha. Well, I told Naturi the first season that you're the one who survived. Wow. So she, she knew episode one. I told her really early on. Of course, people always think things can change, but most of the general plan never really changed. Okay. Right down to that last scene that you saw of Ghost, Angela, and Tommy as teenagers. Mm -hmm. So Naturi kind of knew. I don't think that she knew it would be like this. It's yeah. not this glamorous, right. I'm the queen pin now. I survived. It's not the first wives club you know, right. ending. Because what Tasha did was she made a full arc. And I don't know if you noticed this, but Tasha has the first lines of Ghost Book One, of Power Book One, of Power. Mm -hmm. She's the first line and she's the last line. Are there any other things that maybe people should look out for? Do you want me to tell you what those lines were? Uh, no, 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 no. A theme, okay. a theme. Are there any themes like, you know, vague? Well, it's just that the character makes a full 180 in terms mm. of how selfish she is to how selfless she is. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that yeah. would be, I think, for Tasha's journey. In terms of Easter eggs, they're throughout. They are throughout. If you are, I've rewarded fans of the show throughout all the, you know, everything that they're getting little pieces right. of things that are being evoked all the time. Right. And and, and again, it's it, keen viewers. I, I, and I, I guess a lot of that might also just be your love of the, the MCU and those films. Cause that, that, that culture is so deep. Are you like a, uh, you know, Comic-Con days or like DC fandom? Are you, are you, uh, you know, tuning into all the trailers and things? No, not that deep. Trailers. Yes. Trailers. Okay. Yeah. But I, but I haven't been to a Comic-Con. I haven't done any of that stuff. No. Right. I just appreciate the material. And someday I'd love to work with the Russo brothers. Mm, nice. I'd love to yeah. write something for them to make. I'd love to make my own action movies. Mm. I mean, I thought that there, I, there are a lot of films that have been made by male directors mm -hmm. with a female lead character where it's like sexy fight. Here's the hair, right. it, you know, or like, I just wanted to do something different. Yeah. Are you, uh, what, 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 what are some of your favorite, you know, you mentioned action. Like what are some of your favorite action films specifically? Oh my God. How much time do you have? I, I, well, first of all, <laughs> okay. So I'm obsessed with the fast series. Okay. Fast 
post fast five. So when you get to mm. Justin Lin, right, when right. you get, you know, different kinds of like those kind of, of things, I really right. love all that stuff. I think fast five is specifically so great because that's where you get the rocks. So you oh, get yeah. all this energy. I love those movies. I love anything David Leach. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything he directs. I love, you know, what are great films. And I don't know if you would call them action, but um, the Matt Reeves, Planet of the Apes films are really oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Action, action, adventure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, gosh, like I said, the Russo brothers. Mm. Although if you look at just script wise, mm-hmm. the Avengers, so mm. the Joss Whedon script for right. that is really great. But also, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, that's a great movie. That movie could stand on its own. That action sequence where they're all in the elevator. Right. What? Right, what? right, 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 yeah. And see, the thing is, I find that stuff more compelling, frankly, because they mm. did a lot of practical action in that movie. That movie was built, yeah. was built on practical action. Yeah. That's much more compelling than, than the computer graphics. I'd right. rather watch that all day. 100%. You know? I, I, told, so I, I think, and, and I think for a lot of Marvel fans, I know... On, on complex because I have to uh, keep up with that stuff on on our movie our Marvel movie ranking we have Winter Soldier at number one it's just and it, like you said it's just an excellent film if you like action I mean it's got some like you know if you like the, the, the action thriller type five it's got a lot of that with the uh, the, the 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 shield stuff and, and the espionage and all that it's it's a it's a very intriguing film that you know definitely deserves its props now, outside of you know, the, 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 the mammoth MCU, but the Russo brothers are doing good stuff. They're doing really good stuff on the low. Hell, they were working with Chadwick on a couple of things, uh, you know, before they actually got to, to, to finish 21, 21 bridges. bridges. Yeah. 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 Just last year. So, uh, yeah, they were, they were definitely branching out and it was cool to see them do that as well. What are you watching currently? Are you finding time to watch TV or movies or anything? I don't watch a lot of TV because it's what I do for a living. I don't find it relaxing. Right. Right. But I, I don't watch dramatic TV, okay. but I watch comedies. So right okay. now I'm rewatching The New Girl. Okay, okay. Which I love. My cousin just introduced me to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I had not watched, which is oh. super hilarious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I kind of like, I don't know, quirky. I kind of have like an offbeat sense of humor a little bit. But my favorite shows of all time are like, you know, I love Archer. I don't know if you've okay. ever watched Archer. That no, I haven't, so but I know. Yeah, yeah. Bojack Horseman. Okay. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of, that's where I live a little bit. That kind of, the kind of humor where it's funny, but there's also a darkness. But I mean, would you ever, like, have you ever written in that style before? Do you have like, you know, like, cause I mean, you're mentioning a lot of things specific that like, because because of how unique the ideas are, it's more animated. Like, have you ever thought about going down like that particular road at some point? No, I mean, I was fired off of the Bernie Mac show. You oh, know, when t- I, I my first my first job was the Bernie Mac show. I, I was saw the comedy yeah, yeah. writer first, mm-hmm. and I got fired at the end of the first year. And so I've always kind of had the yips when it comes to getting back into something gotcha. that has to be funny. I still can't help writing some comedy. I mean, you see that. Yeah, like, yeah 100%. Power has funny mm-hmm. moments. Right. There's always some kind of comedy in there, but it's not like I'm trying to write a comedy. It's dark because I, I remember you talking about the scene where I, I don't remember the episode, the scene where Tommy runs over the one guy in the car and he like he backs up. I remember I remember you I, specifically like after the episode talking about that one. And uh, so I can, you know, you mentioning like a quirky, maybe like a darker sense of humor. I could, cause that, that scene made me laugh. So I can only imagine, you know, where, where, you know, some places your mind could go with that. With, with, if you, if you really, you know, tried to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the best thing about that is that he's playing easy like Sunday morning as he's mm-hmm. driving over the guy. I mean, it's, it's kind of, 
It's so good. Chef's kiss. Definitely chef's kiss. I mean, is it hard for you at this point, like, to get needle drops like that? You know, are there any more difficult ones? Any any ones that we might be able to see in this season as well? Any any more, you know, fun ones that you got in there? I can't remember needle drops from, from Ghost season one. What I can tell you is that one of the hardest things to clear was actually in the pilot of power, which was jump up in the air and stay there. Erica Badu, there were so many different samples and everything. samples. Yeah. And that is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. And it really, and it feels by the way, like what it is to be a showrunner, what it is to try to like get all these things going, what it is to get this power universe going, mm-hmm. which is that I, I have to jump up in the air and stay there. And right. that's really hard. You know, right. I just feel like that's, kind of that's what I'm living right now so I go back to that song and how everyone I will tell you this Cal everybody mm-hmm. told me to give up on the song they said we're never mm-hmm. going to clear it we're never going to clear it a couple of those people are dead we're never going to clear it mm-hmm. it got cleared it was in the episode so yeah I was going to say I, don't I, give up. I distinctly remember seeing that and hearing that song in there so yeah that's amazing that's amazing and I guess it kind of you know it, it goes into you know you mentioned you know, talking about advice you've given writers, writers, you know, asking you, you know, about, you know, what goes on in the industry. And I'm wondering, you know, what in terms of people who've seen you, you know, coming coming up, you know, doing what you want to do, want to follow in your footsteps. Do you have any advice for, you know, creatives and writers out there who would want to emulate, you know, what Courtney Kemp has done or at least have aspirations to be you? Don't work on just your own material, like work on material like write scripts of existing shows so you get a sense of how to to write different voices other than your own most people's writing when they are first writers like when they're young people all the voices sound the same all the all the different characters sound exactly the same because they're all Mm -hmm. coming out as that so you need to learn how to write different people i used to tell people that my number one piece of advice for how to learn to write dialogue is to go sit in a starbucks Mm -hmm. and listen to people actually talk as yeah. opposed to how you think they talk. Yeah. But I am now telling you not to go to a Starbucks because <laughs> it may or may not be open. So I don't know if you just need to like pop into people's lives on IG or something. I guess, you know, dovetailing off of that though, as a black woman, you know, can can you, you know, embellish a little bit about, you know, some of the, how you've overcome, you know, having to deal with, the industry, I guess, you know, and, and especially, you know, you were, you were speaking about it before, but, you know, for people who have those aspirations, talk about how you still have to fight that good fight, even at, at this level you are right now. I think I did myself a favor by never being that kind of soft about it. I think I've always probably been a bit of a big mouth about being black and being in the industry and what it means. Right. I think what happened when I started doing power, though, is that I was exposed to misogyny in a different way. Right. You right. know, a lot of times early in the show, people did expect the showrunner of the show to be black. They didn't think I would be a woman. So mm-hmm. they, I was only, the only woman in the room a lot of times. And then I had more than a few people be like, well, I don't get it. How do you write that? You're like a woman. Mm. And I would say, well, Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. Right. Patricia Highsmith wrote The Talented Mr. Ripley. Right. And if you've been through childbirth, you know it's the most violent thing that could happen to you. I've person. heard. I've so, heard. My wife has told me, yes, yes. So I think, yeah, I think it's just, you know, not to sound misanthropic, but mm-hmm. there's so much more I have to do in a day because I'm a woman mm-hmm. than a man of my comparable job, parenting situation, et cetera, mm-hmm. has to do. The expectations are just lower mm-hmm. and your output can be higher as a result. 
you know, I have a friend who said to me not too long ago, man, I feel sorry for my wife during the pandemic. Like I locked myself in a room all day to do work mm -hmm. and she's like giving the kids lunch and, uh, you know, making sure that they're doing their schoolwork. And I said, well, what about her job? And he's like, I guess she gets some work done. No, uh, she doesn't. Yeah, right. No, she Jeez. does not. So, I mean, our industry is very, our industry is, you know, it just, it's indicative of the world. It's not yes. that it, it's different from things, you know? 100%. 100%. I actually kind of loved it when Gavin Newsom said, this is going to be much harder on women. And mm -hmm. there were some women who were like, I can't believe he said that. And I was like, no, he said it because his wife was like, you know what? Yeah. Guess what? Yeah, yeah. And actually, it's- Go it, play it, governor. Yeah, it's been a lot. It's, it's, it's and, and again, I'll praise my mom, you know, shit, she did it. And, and I, I see you're doing it. I think that's our time for today, Courtney Kemp. I thank you so much for uh, you know coming here and having a lot of fun it was it was great i want to continue this conversation at some point in some form maybe towards the end of this first season and, and, and looking towards the future uh you know when, when all these secrets are revealed but yes courtney thank you and appreciate you thank you so much for having me i appreciate it since 2013 bombas has donated over 100 million socks underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness if we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, we're back. Uh, that that was a, a fun time. Shouts out again to uh, Courtney Kemp. Again, she she had me on my toes a lot. You know, it was it, it when, when you're talking to someone like Courtney Kemp, you can tell that uh, she's uh, she's always thinking. She's always thinking. She she's definitely never never one to waste words. So every 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 response has a meaning. She wants to make sure that you understand clearly. You know, but again, it, it was a great conversation. You know, it was fun seeing her, you know, laugh. You know, we we, we got to something tells me she was watching Rap City with me trying to check for the next time the Method Man video got played. Shouts out to Fraser Tharp, the summer man, my guy. He I, I mentioned earlier, there's a reason why he's not on this episode. It's it's simple. He just doesn't watch power. I don't want to subject this man to be sick. Like people already think, hey, that guy might look like your son. I don't want this man sitting in the chair, you know, just smiling the whole time because he can't can't hop in on he probably could have got you know a couple of ones in but uh you know i i i don't want to subject man you know he there's other more important things you could be doing with your your, your weekend my guy and again uh you know it, 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 it was it was a great conversation to get in there just one-on-one -on -one with courtney kemp the shouts out to him shouts out to courtney shouts out to you again stars sunday night september 6th sunday the return of the power universe power book two ghost Michael Rainey, Naturi Naughton, Method Man, Mary J. Blige, a host of others. If you love that universe, you already know what time it is. If you love this podcast, you know what time it is. Every Wednesday, new episodes of Watch Less drop on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. If you want to keep up with the conversation, hit us up at Complex Pop, Twitter, and Instagram. No nonsense, though. Don't want to hear no drama, no bullshit. I mean, bots are out there. I get it, but... uh. You know, if you want to have some conversation about what's being posted or what we're talking about on this podcast, let's be respectful and have some decorum. Is that it? I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on. Somebody's cutting grass. So, you know, it's time to go. I guess everybody on their Sunday grind out there are making sure you, 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 you got to get those last cuts of the summer in 
whether it's grass or hair shouts out to a piece of my kings out there rest in peace chadwick bozeman as always shouts out jesse usher and the boys season two out on amazon prime i'm sorry this is a power podcast my name is cal deputy editor of complex's pop culture channel signing out advising always to tune in keep your mask on even if you're sunday fun day you're going to get a beer at the golf course because you think you can socially distance that's fine but you still you got to make sure you got your mask your sanitizer you're uh you, you're staying six feet away you know whatever you need to make sure you're comfortable even if you got a bubble put your butt bring your bubble with you keep your bubble on and watch less hey watch less is hosted by fraser tharp and myself cal our producer is taliba newman our associate producer and sound engineer is jasmine plata our editor is Tyler Boltheis. Our production manager is Chancel Correa. Talent booker is Anthony Allred. Our junior booker is Austin Bailey. Our director of talent relations is Kristen Price Harrell. Senior director of operations is Jen Stewart. The watch list is a part of the Complex Podcast Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.